Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. Spooky! Why is it so spooky today, Mike? (laughs) The, uh... Today we are covering the latest episode of, uh... WandaVision. Um, episode 6, entitled... All new Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> um, directed by Matt Shackman. Um, written by Chuck Hayward. Interesting last name. Um, and Peter uh-huh. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Aired on February 12th, 2021. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a latest episode here. Um, we got, um, a lot going on in this episode, Matt. Oh yeah. So, okay. First off, it uh starts off and it's kind of it, this is kind of a late 90s early 2000s sort of vibe to it. And um the opening credits um and theme song and everything are very Malcolm in the Middle-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very, very inspired by Malcolm in the Middle, Pete and Pete, Daria, not Daria, I mean, uh, Clarissa explains it all, sort of like those kind of things, in my opinion, you know? Um, yeah. Mostly, mostly Malcolm in the Middle, which is a very underrated sitcom of that time. Um, the, uh, the theme song, um... First off, before before I get into that, Matt, what did you think of this episode? Like your oh, I reaction, liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my reaction was pretty. I, I kind of, 
uh, I think I kind of liked episode five a little bit better just because it was a lot more intense than this one. Yeah. Uh, she was like the whole thing where she just like rolled the credits on vision, like talk to the hand type of yeah. thing. Um, but I, I mean, I still really did like this episode a lot. I mean, I thought this one was really interesting just because I like the whole Malcolm in the middle thing. Like that's, it's getting a little bit up to more to my speed. Like the era I grew up in was like the mid nineties. Like when I was a kid and stuff like that. So yeah. like these kind of shows, you know, they kind of had like a sort of nostalgic thing for me, like, especially the, the commercial they do later on for the yogurt. Oh my God. That reminds me so much of like nineties, like, Hey, radical, you know, type of commercials. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it, you know, especially the costumes that people were wearing. It was very, like, very cheesy, you know, like, especially, um, Vision's costume and, uh, and Pietro's costume. Yeah. Uh, they were yeah. all, like, comic book accurate and everything. Because that's what their characters look like in the comic books, so. Yeah. Um, the, uh, where's this, um, Come on. Okay, yeah, so, in this episode, um, so the, the credits, like I was saying, which are very, uh, they, they very, they sound a lot like the, uh, They Might Be Giants song that is the opening credits of, uh, of, um, Malcolm in the Middle, but, like, also kind of, like I said, like, kind of a Pete and Pete, Clarissa Explains It All vibe, too, to it, in my opinion. I don't know, that's just me. Kind of that, mm. that era, you know? Yeah. And also, too, the song kind of had a a little bit more extra intensity to this one because Malcolm in the Middle was kind of like in a major key. This this kind of had a really disturbing kind of grating sound to it, like it was kind of meant to make you feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah, especially at that part where it said something about like distortion or something like that, and then um, like the vocals are all distorted. Like I forgot, yeah. I'm trying to find the actual lyrics. Yeah, but... I got the lyrics right here. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the lyrics, the, these are what they say, which I think can apply to a lot of this here. It says, uh, don't, don't try to fight the chaos. Don't question what you've done. Some days it's all confusion. Easy come, easy go. But if it's all illusion, sit back and enjoy the show. Hmm. Um, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going through each distorted day. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Though there may be no way of knowing who's coming by to play. <clears throat> um, wow. That yeah, that was that was. Is that all the lyrics? Let me see. Because I, I was reading that off of this website, but uh, I thought there was more lyrics to it. But let me see here. Because I wrote them down too. Um, <laughs> you may, have just, you may have just repeated some parts or yeah. something more time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but um. um yeah, oh, no, I really like the Malcolm yeah. in the Middle. Oh, what's that? Yeah, that, that's, uh, there's a... Oh, there's a part of it that's... Uh... Okay, th- there's a part of it that's missing here, okay. Oh, okay. That, um, they, they skipped a part. Okay, after where it says, don't question what you've done. It says, the game can try to play us. Don't let it stop the fun. <laughs> Some days it's all confusion, easy come, easy go. But if it's all illusion, okay, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going through each distorted day. Let's keep it going through, though there may be no way of knowing who's coming out to play. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, they, they skipped a little bit there. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a interesting 
kind of applies to a lot of this, like, you know, who's uh, really controlling this and everything. Right. And that the whole idea that, you know, mm-hmm. don't want to stop it. So, like, yeah, exactly. Like, no matter what you've done, just keep, like, just keep it going. Like, don't even, mm-hmm. like, you've already gotten this far. You, you pretty much just go for broke at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> don't, uh, don't fight it, man. Don't fight it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Like I said, the, the show is set in, like, an early 2000s kind of setting here. Um, possibly, like, an amalgam of the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle itself appeared, uh, premiered in the early 2000s, so it's kind of got that vibe to it. Um, so, uh, so, like, it starts out and Wanda wants to spend, uh, Tommy and Billy's first Halloween together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, in this part, then, uh, Vision, oh, oh yeah, but also, like, back to the credits here. I'm sorry, I'm going back to this. <laughs> In the opening credits, we do see, um, do see that, uh, um, Agnes is wearing purple pants, which is relative to the, uh, the colors that, uh, Agnes Harkness wears in, in the, uh, in the comics. And on her, on, and on her bum, it says naughty. <laughs> So, <clears throat> just wanted to point that out. Um, well, they made the joke last time about her sexual appetite or whatever, too. Yeah. So, you know. So, it could be implying <clears throat> that she's bad or that she's just naughty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it could be both. It could be, well, it yeah. could be both. She could enjoy, you know, playing around with, you know, her powers or Wanda or whoever else, you know, she's got under her tutelage or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's, she's what, like 800 years old? I think at a certain point, you, you stop taking things less seriously at a certain point, or, or, or you just are able to have fun, I guess, with your, your great purpose or whatever. Yes. <laughs> well, when, when, when I'm 800 years old, I'll get back to you on that when we're doing our, okay. like, five, mil- <laughs> five millionth episode of, uh, All yeah. Real 2. We'll talk about it then. Yeah. You know. <laughs> When, 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 when we're covering, um, I don't know, direct to direct to direct to direct to your brain sequels or something. I don't know what that is. Or, you know, we're, we're, we're covering, um, uh, Roboob or something like that. You know, a great, great classic film. Yes. Roboob. <laughs> yep. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, so, so, we, we like we said. I so said we start out. Okay, and Wanda wants to spend time with because uh, it's the kids' first holiday, Halloween, um, and she wants to do it as a family. But Vision tells her that he's going to go on to patrol the streets to you know stop the ruffians from uh, <laughs> TPing and all that bullshit. You know that people yeah. kids do on Halloween supposedly in TV at least. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Such a Vision thing to do too. Yeah, like, like even even pre WandaVision Vision, like yeah. You know, like he's all about, like, like he's almost like Captain America in that sense. You know what I mean? Like very yeah. straight cut morality. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> so. Um, 
So uh, the, he says he's doing that, and you know she wanted them to spend the day together. She gets she seems a little upset about it, but uh, um, first first of this though, it it, it does it does kind of change point of views here though to uh, the kids at the beginning. I know mm-hmm. I'm kind of going all over here, but it's hard to remember it's everything. Yeah. Um, the uh, at one point the 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 one kid says to the other. And they're talking to the camera like Frankie Muniz did on uh, Malcolm in the Middle and stuff like that, too. So it's very, you know, very cool. Um, they, uh, they're afraid to wake up uh, Pietro, who they think is really cool, their uncle Pietro. And um, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the kids says the other one is like, you're afraid to wake him up because, because it's four, four in the afternoon and he's still sleeping and you're afraid he might be a vampire. Right. Which is interesting because he's kind of undead. <clears throat> so. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's like the typical, like, you know, they even call him a quote man child. They yeah. even do quotation marks. Like, he's like, you know, the, the brother who shows up to town and just kind of crashes on the couch and, mm-hmm. you know, he's good with the kids because he's kind of like a kid at heart, you know, yeah. that whole. Thing, you know that whole trope, whatever the whole uncle, really the well. whole Uncle Jesse sort of thing. Um, yeah, but a little bit more extreme than that. But, yeah, um, but yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, and and but like I said, they 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 think he might be a vampire, just which I think is interesting. <laughs> and I mean that could just be because it's a Halloween spooktacular, and um, the <laughs> you can't say that word normal, you know that. Um, oh, you can't. It's against the law, actually. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, and, and Pietro is kind of undead, so I think that might be some kind of uh, written on there on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. They're talking about like when they were uh, when they were kids. Uh, Pietro and, uh, and and Wanda are talking about when they went trick or treating as a kid and stuff <laughs> like that. And um, Pietro says uh, she's suppressing a lot of trauma. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. <laughs> Um, so, and then we see them when they were trick-or-treating, and they look kind of like, uh, even though, it, I don't know if it makes sense timeline-wise, but they kind of look like Nick Fury and, uh, and, um, and, and, uh, Black Widow. Yeah. So, it's just kind of And also, too, like, just, like, it kind of gives a little, I mean, it was, like, really humorous, but at the same time, gave you, like, a really tiny glimpse of, like, how terrible their childhood was in Sokovia. Like, you hear gunfire in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like a civil war going on in the background, and you hear, like, sirens and shit. And, and, but, like, you know, it's made to be, you know, really humorous. And then, and then, like, she's like, well, that's not how I remember it, you know, type of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's, and, and that's when he says you're suppressing trauma. <laughs> what, is, what, what she's doing, she's making everything seem kind of humorous, upbeat, you know, to, to kind of hide away from the fact that it's actually extremely, you know, traumatic for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, throughout the whole series, even, it's been like that. Like, it's, it's like, because, yeah, you could hear, like, gunfire in the background and stuff like that. Like, the old lady with the really, you know, you know, messed up teeth and shit, because, you know, she can't afford to go to the dentist and gives them, like, a raw fish as a, you know, as a gift. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, so some some interesting things I noticed here too, um, 
in the in the in the scene um after that after that that happened um and they, she says that uh you know she she wanted uh them to spend time as a family and um so Pietro says old man has a conflict the kids the kids need a father figure for the night don't sweat it sis i got the old xy chromosome uncle p right. to the rescue okay now i've got two things about this <laughs> okay he's pointing out the word x in xy ah uh. Is that implying that he's an X-Man? Um, or also, there's the theory online that he might not even be Pietro at all, uh-huh. and that he's Mephisto. If so, in the comics, Mephisto is really the father of the kids. And he says that he's a father figure. Right. So, I'm just wondering... You know, and then later on, there's some stuff here too that where he, he he sends them off, and he says, you know, um, you know, create hell, demon spawn, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So very suspicious uh, mm-hmm. line yeah. rhetoric he's during the, and also too, like when when like they're trying to tiptoe around him sleeping, he's actually. Listen, uh, he's he's not even sleeping. He's pretending to snore. Yeah, and stuff. And he's got his eyes because they're doing the whole Malcolm in the Middle thing where they're showing his, you know, point of view. But you can also see, you know, the kids in the background talking and stuff like that. And yeah, he like does like this like crazy uncle <laughs> thing, you know, where he's, you know, that whole thing or whatever. Um, and then uh, when she so like sorry, I'm kind of going off the rails too here. Oh no, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, so like. Vision still knows about what's going on from the last episode. Like, he can't be controlled by her anymore. So, like, when he came down the the stairs with this stupid costume, he kind of looks unhappy and stuff. And she said, you know, she's trying to play a lot. Like, oh, thank you for wearing that ridiculous get-up. And Vision says, oh, well, there's nothing else in the closet. And, you know, it kind of gave her this sort of reproachful look, you know, after that. Like, yeah. like reminding her that he knows what's going on. And then um, when when he said that he had other plans, she goes, well, that's not what you're supposed to. And she kind of catches herself and he kind of gives her this look like, supposed to do what? You know, type of thing. Like, yeah. like ex- what am I supposed to do? Like, I thought we we're, you know, free here. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like he knows that something's up and he's questioning her, which obviously is upsetting Wanda. Um, and, the, and the kids, too, because Billy says something like, they're not fighting exactly, but they're just being different. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, uh, yeah, they're being different than they were, like, you know, yesterday. Yeah. When I was five. Oh, wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, it's their first Halloween. They're ten years old. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, so, um... They uh, the, the whole episode does have a lot of um, witch and black cat motifs too, which is interesting. Mm. But then again, it's Halloween, so <laughs> that could just be yeah, because it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so so much stuff happened, Mike. It's hard to like, we're, yeah. like It's hard for us to stay on point because it's just so mm-hmm. much. 
I, I know some of these YouTube videos and stuff, they like like new rock stars and these people. I mean, like I like, don't get me wrong. I, I watch these channels all the time, but like they have a much more narrative approach because their videos are kind of shorter. So they just yeah. kind of go beat by beat. Whereas we're but, more riffing on, you know, but that's why uh, we're a podcast and not a YouTube video. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. So yeah. So anyways, um, the, uh, cause if we were a YouTube video. This would be all slick and polished. Yeah. But you know what? I don't wear nail polish. <laughs> Neither do I. I don't like the way it smells. No, it's got that, that that weird alcoholy kind of smell. Yeah. Anyways, um, so <laughs> the um <clears throat> the the we okay they they take the kids out trick or treating. Um. So um, we go to outside of Westview at some point here too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hayward orders uh. Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy to leave the base for disagreeing with his decision to attack Wanda. Mm. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's I think it's funny the, the, the good line um, when when he, he he's saying something he's like saying to uh, Darcy he's like do you work for me? <laughs> yeah, and, and and she's like I don't know. <laughs> and then um and, and then uh and, and then um Monica says she's with me, and then then uh. Says something like, "So, which one of you is the sassy best friend?" <laughs> right. That was a good line. Exactly. Then that's when Jimmy shows up. Jimmy Wu shows yeah. up, and he's like, "So, I guess he might be the one." Because yeah. he's like, "You don't have time to diminish your colleagues or whatever." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I forgot what he said. Um, and plus, too, here here we find out that, like, I'm starting to wonder if Hayward really is a villain or if it's more. Because he offered the perspective of what it was like to be a survivor during that five years. Yeah. Whereas, like with Monica, it's like you don't, you don't. For you, it was just like a second. You don't <clears even throat> know, feel that five years. Whereas we had to deal with the fallout, you know, and stuff like that. And <clears throat> see, I don't, yeah. I don't think he's a villain. I think he's just not necessarily a good guy. I think he's not really a yeah. villain. He's just a dick. You know what yeah. I mean? He's not like. <clears throat> I, he's he's not like a you know like a uh, like a Hydra member or anything like that in my opinion, but I mean I could be totally wrong. But and yeah, we don't. He, know, but... he, he I don't think he's anything like that. I think it's totally a red herring to make us think that maybe he's Mephisto or maybe he's you know controlling everything. I just think he's his morals aren't necessarily the greatest when it comes to things. But then again, he did live those five years that Monica didn't live. And, right. and a lot of shit was going on in the world, you know, so he's got a lot of experience that mm-hmm. other people don't have. Right, yeah, the people who returned from the blip, and yeah. like, you know, so many people died during that time, um, you know, like he said something about, like, it, it was hard to keep the lights on, I'm not sure if he meant at S.W.O.R.D. or just in general, because it seemed like, it seemed like there was a lot of upheaval, because like, even like when Ant-Man came back from the thing, he's like he's walking through his old neighborhood you just see all this like all these trash bags like all over the place like yeah it looks like a ghetto like i mean that could be the fact that oh wait like half the trash men in the world disappeared you know and stuff like that right so like a whole yeah a whole bunch of things that we don't we didn't see in endgame you know were happening you know because uh, for five straight years um so that's pretty traumatizing so yeah I, i think he just has like a prejudice now against 
because he even said something like, you're always constantly advocating on behalf of superpowered individuals. And he goes, yes, I know your history with Carol Danvers. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, you know, and like, like I said, the, the trauma that he's dealing with it. I mean, just even think about it on a level of somebody that's not working for some kind of government organization like he mm-hmm. is, where it's like, say you're working at a factory or like you're the manager of a of like a factory or a grocery store or something like that, and half your staff just disappeared. Right. How do you you know you know it's like oh well we don't have anybody scheduled from you know on second shift here because they're all gone you know it's right. just like what the hell, you know <laughs> disappeared yeah dead oh no they disappeared I yeah it's like you know, it's like wow. it's like you know. You know, we're, you're working in a grocery store, and it's like, you know, well, the whole dairy department's just gone. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you gonna? You know, you got to go hire new people. You got to deal with all that shit, and that's just on a, you know, on, on a small scale. But then, you know, you're thinking you're working for, like, even in a r- realistic like world, like if you were working at the Pentagon or something like that, and half of your staff's gone, like you gotta, you know, restaff. You gotta find new people. You gotta <laughs> do all yeah. this stuff. It's just, it's crazy. To think about that. I mean, I, I would really like to see just a series where it was something like that. Like maybe some dude running a grocery store in a small town. <laughs> yeah. And the blip happens. Yeah, I agree. yeah. And, you know, half his staff is gone and he has to deal with that shit. Yeah. But then again, half his customers would be gone mm-hmm. too. But. <laughs> well, true, but there's also yeah. complications for all kinds. Of, yeah, I mean, that would be a good show to have, like, yeah. the five years of what actually happened during that time. Um, and if you think of that too, like, if half, if half of humanity's gone, the economy's gonna be fucked up. Right. <laughs> so, it's like. I mean, people need less stuff because there's only half the people, but still, just by the, the, the aspect of organizing everything is different now. Um, yeah, you're going to have to like reorganize before, everything. <laughs> you might have to find new people, but the thing is, the people that already were doing those jobs, they were probably the most qualified to do those jobs. Yeah. So now you find people who are not as good as that, which then means that it's not it's not going to be as organized or as efficiently organized. And yeah, just again, like the whole, like, of course they couldn't get into that end game because the movie was already like 17 hours long to begin with. So like, you know, <laughs> and, then, and, 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 then, and then you think about it too. I mean, I know we're going on a tangent here, but you also think about it. I'm just thinking about it playing a retail situation. You know, like like with, yeah. with with stuff that we've noticed here now with the pandemic going on, where stores can't be open as long or things like that. You've got a lot of stores mm-hmm. and restaurants that have closed and stuff because of that. So, like, if you think that there's like half the people in the world, right? There's going to be some business owners that you know nobody's coming to their restaurant or their or their you know hardware store or whatever they're running you know because there's no need for that many of them so yeah right exactly and also too just i know we're like totally on a weird tangent here yeah but also just like the mental health aspect too a lot of Mm -hmm. people are probably depressed and anxious so they're not going out as much or they're not yeah socializing as much like even like even in the episode when um when captain america's like he's um running the whole um the support group thing yeah that one guy was saying you know he he went on a date and then like the the guy cried like before his salad got there and then the other guy cried by the time dessert got there so it's like people are not really living their lives like in a sort of good manner because they just are (laughs) too depressed you know 
Yeah, I mean, so. You're, you're, you so anyway, this yeah, because, to yeah, yeah because like you know your sister, yeah. your sister's gone now or something, you know, and you're like, what the hell, you know, because <laughs> if half of humanity's gone, one of your relatives or friends is going to be gone. So, <laughs> right, and plus, you know, Hayward may have, you know, he may have, you know, been friends with uh, Monica's mother, you know, mm-hmm. too, not just colleagues, and he's probably. He could be just really beat up about that as well. I mean, yeah, he, she didn't had, he, he, had, he had to deal with her cancer and stuff when Monica wasn't there. Exactly. So there's lots of yeah things of why he could be angry and prejudiced against quote super powered individuals because they can't use the term mutants, I guess, still or something. I don't know. Yeah, because, because uh, I mean that, that's why that's why it's it's the whole thing. Well, um, you, you got to realize that you know it's like you can't judge people based on how they're treating you at the moment because you never know what cause them to treat you like that at that moment. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, yeah. you know, if somebody's a dick all the time, they're a dick all the time. But yeah. sometimes, yeah. Because he wasn't a dick in the first episode, I mean, episode four, rather, but the first yeah. episode with Monica, he was actually quite kind and cordial and was happy to see her and, yeah. you know, all that. so, but then I think he might have a sort of protective thing about her and he's, he might be like angry at her because she's undermining him when he, in his mind, he he pretty much rushed over there the second <clears throat> she got inside Westview was trying to protect her and get her out, you know, and he might see it as like not being thankful or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. I'm like really looking into things like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I just, I mean, bottom line is I don't think he's the big bad of the show. Yeah. Like, like they're trying to make it seem like, you know, I don't, I, I mean, he might be doing things differently than what other people would be, but I don't know if his intentions are necessarily bad. I mean, it's the same thing with Thanos. His intentions weren't bad, really. Right. You know, so it's, it's, it's a multi-layered thing because a lot of people, you know, it's like, it's like the whole thing, like when, uh, when you play a villain in a movie, you don't play it as a villain. Right. Cause <clears throat> a villain never thinks they're the bad guy. In reality, right. you know, like, I mean, I, I mean, there, there's usually a mental reason that they're doing what they're doing or something like that, but they don't necessarily think what they're doing. They're, they're, I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there that are just psychotic idiots that totally just want to be assholes. But, <clears throat> but yeah. most, most of the time, a villain thinks that what he's doing is for the greater good or for his own good or whatever and not realizing how much it's hurting humanity or his friends and family or whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the days of the cackling villain, you know, like in early cinema are not really there anymore. Yeah. Like, we're just one dimension, one dimensional character, you know, like, yeah. It's like, I mean, <laughs> even, even like, you know, Hans Gruber isn't necessarily doing what he's doing because he thinks it's the, you know, that he's a villain. He's doing it for other purposes, you know, so that sort of thing on, you know, right. in Die Hard. But anyways, Die okay, Hard, well, so... Die Hard, 3, Die Hard 3 is his brother trying to get revenge on that, too. Yeah. So, like, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, back, back to the show. Um, so, uh, do you want to take a break, actually, and then we'll come back and talk about this a little bit more? Sure. Yeah, we'll be right back, folks. <laughs> What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? 
Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. And we are back. So, um, yeah, so, so in the show here, um, like I said, okay, now, now, Hayward orders Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy to leave the base for disagreeing with his decision to attack Wanda in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they sneak back inside after, after they're escorted out. Um, they hack into his computer and discover that he has been, uh, Tracking Vision's vibranium signature. So, so words, um, are hard, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so they're, they're looking on the, into these files and everything, and, uh, Darcy's like hacking into everything. So, what are your thoughts on this here, Matt? <clears throat> About the, like, tracking vision or whatever? Yeah, that and the whole, like, what, what, all the stuff that, uh, that Darcy's finding here. Um, well, it's interesting because I, you know, starting to wonder why Hayward is tracking that, you know, specifically for what reason. And, um, also, too, Darcy ends up telling um monica that you know her dna has been changed um because of being being in there once and then being ejected um and that if she goes in a a third time she might be changed forever so that could be like an indication that she's going to become what's her name spectrum or photon i know her mom's photon but she she becomes she she becomes both in the comics but photon mostly yeah okay and at, so, one, at um, one point, I think she was even Captain Marvel. So it's like, yeah. So, but basically, she has powers that kind of are comparable to Captain Marvel's, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just interested in that of why he's tracking Vision, you know, almost exclusively to figure out what's what's going on with him. Um, I mean, you know, is it just because scientific or what reason? You know, well, it's because I mean, they, they, I mean. They were basically operating on him before Wanda released him, right. so it's like kind of interesting. Because I mean, like, like in, in in the last episode, they showed that video of her breaking in and stealing Vision. Yeah. Um, and and he said something like, you know, we we uh, I, I've just been given permission to release this video. Who's giving him permission? He's the director. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Who, yeah, who gave him the order? Who, who's the higher up? Yeah, 
Is it? The, uh, is it like the, pre- the it does the president have something to do with this or what? What's going on? You know what I mean? It's and like, plus too, yeah. you showed the video, so it's like you could see the video. You know, Vision being like in different pieces, but he wasn't hiding the fact that they were experimenting on him. No. So, or at least his his like synthetic body or whatever you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he wasn't like so. Which again, kind of makes me the idea of like makes me the idea really gives me the idea <laughs> that he's not totally villainous because he's not hiding the fact that he was doing that. Like he wasn't like some secret, you know, like that you find out later in the show type of thing. Like so, he's just open. About the fact that they're experimenting on yeah. his, um, you know, body or whatever it was, um, perhaps to make turn him into another weapon, or likely they were just actually just studying it to figure to find things out more about it, you know, type of thing, um, you know, just to know kind of like where he came from because like Age of Ultron, frankly, was like my least favorite of the Avengers movie, but. Yeah. It was also one of the best because it introduced Vision and Scarlet Witch and stuff, you know. So like, <laughs> yeah, uh, or Wanda, you know. Uh, but I do not like that movie that much at all. Actually, it's no, just it's, that when they come in there, I it's like got it. its moments, but overall, it is kind of a, you know, kind of a, a boring one compared to the other ones. And uh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's yeah. Like, scene was weird. <clears throat> Um, whoa, the heck just happened here? Okay, yeah, and, uh, so, in the, uh, so, so, so like, like, you know, so, so basically, what we've got going on now is that, uh, Monica is going to possibly, like you said, become a superhero, um, <laughs> or a mutant, mm-hmm. or a mutant, maybe, I don't know, um, well, we, yeah, we, you know, cause, um, uh, well, yeah, it's interesting, right? Because uh, Captain Marvel got her powers from a blast, and she absorbed the powers, but that was a scientific thing, whereas Monica's being affected by magic. So that's yeah. interesting right there. Anyway, yeah. And, and, it, could, so, and, yeah. and it, it also could be something, you know, awakening the X-Gene in her, uh, <clears throat> in, in, her, uh, in her body or something, you know what I mean? The, because, yeah, right. Because, exactly. because, because oh, also, but, that's how a lot of uh, mutants came to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they already had the gene within them, but then it kind of got activated by a certain traumatic experience or whatever. Or yeah, um, which is kind of similar to like Harry Potter and like how magic is activated. Usually, it's it usually happens when um they're either anxious or something happens, and then it just kind of comes out of them. Um, <clears throat> or, or, anyway. how, or how meta humans are in the DC universe, and you know things. Like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing with yeah, because DC has been doing the meta stuff for for ages at this point with the TV shows and everything. Yeah. And, um, but um, <clears throat> also, I, I wanted to bring up the fact that they right before I think um, director Hayward kicked them all out, it was in response to when they actually brought in the drone was still glowing red like a whole day after Wanda shot it and threw it at them. Yeah. You know, at the, so that thing is still glowing, you know, still has her power crackling and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> okay. So, so uh, let's go back into Westview here. Sure. Oh, by the way, too, the drone was Stark Industry. Just all right. Oh I'm yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that in the last episode, and I forgot to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> the um. 
forgot to mention it last week when we were talking about that episode. Um, the, mm-hmm. uh, so in, uh, in, in Westview, we, uh, you know, t- Tommy and, uh, Billy are going, going out trick or treating with, uh, with Pietro and Wanda. And, uh, interesting thing at one point there is a movie theater that they walk in front of Mm -hmm. and it's playing the Incredibles and the parent trap Mm. parent trap was released in the late nineties. Um, Incredibles was released in 2004. Okay. They're both Disney movies. Ah, um, One's about twins. Right. One's about a family of superheroes. Right. I don't know. Okay. My, 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 main, well, my main thing is, is I think it was just basically trying to imply that this, uh, this era that they're in right now is an amalgam of the 90s and the 2000s. And right. also the choices of the two movies are interesting, you know, because it's about twins and then it's about a family of superheroes who have powers very similar to the powers of Wanda and Vision's family. <clears throat> right. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it is, um, intentional. Um, it, it, it very much is also too. Do you remember, um, sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm just, oh, no, I'm go, writing ahead. Things down. go ahead. Yeah. I'm writing things down and that helps me remember other things as I'm writing things down. So it's like, yeah, weird like that. But anyway, you know, so Tommy and Pietro are like, stealing candy, doing using their super speed and stuff like that. And then Herb has got like a, a earpiece and he's like, like, excuse me. So what all the candy has been stolen and wait a minute, all the jack-o'-lanterns have been smashed. And then they show them smashed. So he's like saying it right before it actually happens. Yeah. So like, but also too smashing a jack-o'-lantern. I wonder where another word for a jack-o'-lantern is. And I wonder what popular band existed in the nineties where it had to do with pumpkins being smashed. Just, just throwing it out there. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a nice little nod, I think, to that era a yeah. little bit. Smashing pumpkins. Yeah. Or as in like the great line in Bowfinger, which is honestly one of the most underrated films of all time, in my opinion. Um, mine too. It's, it's my, trying, it's my favorite comedy of all time. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's a great movie, but, um, that when he's trying to, um, impress the Heather Graham character, I forgot her name, but, um, she's going, uh, Oh, I, you know, asking her, like, what her interests are to, like, pretend to like the same things that she likes. And then she's like, oh, I, and I love smashing pumpkins. He's like, me too. <laughs> Did you want to smash some? <laughs> he has no idea what talking about. Yeah. And she kind of gives him, like, this weird look, like, what? <laughs> that was a great movie. Yeah, um, anyway. <laughs> the, uh, so, interesting thing uh, her, about Herb, too, is he's dressed up like Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a person who was dead and reanimated. Right. So there might be some uh, clues or some metaphors there. Um, he lets uh, Wanda know that, that Vision isn't part of the Black Watch that night. So he lied to her. Right. Um, there's a, <laughs> another thing, too. Like uh, There was another line... Um, at one point, um, Pietro says he, he's about to run away, and he's like, "Kick ass!" <laughs> and then uh, 
Wanda says kick ass and then has this weird look on her face and it's totally meta because, you know, both of the Pietros were in that movie. Both right. of the actors who played Pietro. <laughs> so <laughs> That's such a cool yeah, because she has like this almost like look like like she knows like she's sick like it's familiar to her, like mm. she doesn't quite understand. And you know, that just that just make, make, makes me wonder, did she actually just recast um her brother with Evan Peters? <clears throat> Right, <laughs> like, 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 wait a minute, like, yeah. Well, also too, like, when when Herb is talking, he, he goes, you know, can I do something for you? Do, do you need something changed? And then she's like, oh no, and everything's fine. So like, yeah, that was kind of like he knew like, she's in control or something, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Because it seems like him and Agnes are like they they seem to have more understanding than everyone else about what's happening. Like, yeah, like they're you know, they're in on it somehow. Um, yeah, because one episode they were like they were like whispering to each other, like they're like commiserating or whatever, like yeah, you know. So I mean that that's that's interesting. Um, right. The uh, so um, okay. So what happens next here? We've got uh, after that. Um, so, okay, yeah, yeah. They're they're uh, they're going around, you know, smashing pumpkins and. Nirvana in and oh wait no they're not doing that. Uh, no um, they're uh, they're uh, you know spraying silly string on people and all this other stuff and causing had- havoc and um, stealing everybody's candy. Um, the uh, basically what happens is at that point I think still we haven't realized that uh, you know. At the first point, when when they're running around really fast, um, it's Pietro controlling the speed, and then then all of a sudden, the speed is awakened. And um, is it uh, Billy or Tommy that's the fast one? Tommy's the speedster. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's awakened in, in Tommy <laughs> because then later on, Billy's powers are awakened. Yeah. So um, yeah, exactly. He stops Tommy mid speed or whatever. So and he's um, like, "Whoa, cool, man!" Yeah. The um. So we 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 see Vision in this uh, in this in this West View. He's he's going around the town, and he starts seeing people like further away from like the the what the the hubbub that's going on in the town square. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, uh, he goes further out in Westview and there's people that are just like standing frozen <laughs> in their yards, like just doing the same motion over and over again. Um, right. there's, there's a woman trying to hang something up and at one point you see a single tear fall down God. her cheek, which was creepy I, as hell. I, it's so sad. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and, and then he sees like other people and he's trying to talk to this lady and ask if those are her kids and she's not responding at all. She's just standing there. Yeah, they're all just standing there, even the kids. Oh my God, that was such a sad and creepy mm-hmm. uh, scene. And also too, right there, uh, remember all the last episode where he's like, how come there's no more children in Westview besides theirs? And now suddenly it's teeming with kids. Yeah. Uh, it was like, oh shit! I didn't think about that. I better make kids now in my reality, you know. <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> um, so 
Yeah, and, and then, I mean, that brings us back to, I mean, I'll, I'll come back to Vision here. But mm-hmm. uh, at one point, uh, Pietro starts um, telling her, like, you know, where, where did you keep the kids? You know, were they all just safe in their beds and all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 he kind of knows what's going on. Um, right. And, uh, but she had questioned him too at one point and said, uh, what happened to your accent? <laughs> and he's like, what happened to yours? Right. And, uh, you know, things like that. And why do you look different? You know, all these different things, trying to figure it out. And like, she keeps questioning him. And, uh, at one point she, uh, asks him about the orphanage that they were sent to and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it made, made uh, me wonder at the time, and then I've, I've read it elsewhere too, that maybe they were talking about mm-hmm. uh, Xavier's home for gifted children. Oh. That, I mean, Interesting. because my feeling is it could be a possibility that maybe we're not being introduced to mutants. Maybe they were there the whole time and we just, their stories were not being told. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean that could be possible. Um, like, it could be doing it's just just like in kind of like Arrow and Flash, they're all doing their own yeah. stories. You know, uh, they can't always be you know working. Together. I mean, the world's a pretty big place. Yeah, yeah, you can't always be doing. The- <laughs> Not everybody in the world knows each other. Um, either you know, right. even if you even if you do, it's not like you know. It's not like if my friend in San Francisco has a problem right now, I can go help him right away. You know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You got your own, I mean, like billions of people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you can all be, you know, rushing to like the Avengers aid, for example. You know, like, you know, for example, during Endgame or even Infinity War, there could have been, you know, Thanos could have had, you know, his army all over the world and, you know, mutants could be, you know, fighting off those people in different cities or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, we don't know because we're only focusing on like the main characters. So, I mean, it, yeah, it, I it, mean, it's just like, you know, while the events of Ant-Man and the Wasp are happening, there's other things going on somewhere else in the world, you know, but we're not seeing right. that. We're only seeing the events of what's going on with those two characters, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, so that, that's, that's what makes me just wonder if like maybe mutants already exist. Um, yeah. but who knows? Um, so, uh, back to vision, mm. he, he, he decides to fly up above the city and he transforms into his, uh, normal self out of his costume, mm-hmm. out of his Halloween costume. And, uh, he, he flies to the, uh, the edge of, uh, Westview and he sees a car just sitting there parked so he lands and in the car it's Agnes dressed up like a witch <laughs> and uh she uh is saying that she doesn't know where the town square is <laughs> that she got lost you know in the town she grew up in as Vision points out to her <laughs> right exactly <laughs> And, uh, the, the town you grew up in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, they, uh, he, he, he does his little thing like he did with Norm in the last episode where he, uh, wakes her up with his little, uh, 
his little vision power on the head doodaddy thingy. You know, um, right. <laughs> but, um, right. he, yeah, and, uh, and then she says, uh, she says, you're one of the Avengers. You're Vision. And he's like, yeah, I'm Vision, but he doesn't know what the Avengers are. Right. And, uh, she, uh, she asks if, uh, if she's dead because she knows he is. Right. Which we've seen in all the previews for this, but putting it in context makes a little, you know, more sense. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Because she's like, uh, also too, we noticed that as soon as, uh, he wakes her up, she reaches for like where her brooch normally is. Yeah. Um, uh, and but to see if it's still there, which I don't think it is at this point. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what happened to her brooch? Uh, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like, then again, I, don't, I don't think she was wearing it last episode though. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Might just be them throwing us off, and maybe she's not even Agatha Harkness at all. <clears throat> I mean, I'm pretty sure she is, just because of how many... I mean, it would be a terrible <laughs> letdown to trick us at this point, but who yeah. knows, maybe they will. <laughs> you know, she could have been playing around just pretending to play dumb, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? It's like, it's like is... Uh, I'm just wondering, is, is Agnes just another citizen in the town? We never saw her driver's license on the board that Jimmy Woo was working on. Um, or... Yeah. Here's the spalling. Maybe she is Agatha to Harkness, but she actually is a real person. Agatha just took over her body or something like that. You know, I mean. That's true. You know? <laughs> um, and it's I like, mean, I don't know. Dang. And it's like, do, is, it, does like Wanda have control over her or vice versa? Or what's going on? You know, it's like. It always seems like there's like this weird push and play or, or whatever, like push and pull, I guess is the word. Um, so yeah, sometimes it seems like Agnes is the one in control, but then other times she almost seems like she's in, in awe and almost in fear of Wanda. And it's just, I think they're doing it on purpose to just keep us, you know, on our seats. I mean, yeah. on the edge of seats, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, is she is she just doing this thing to put on a show for Vision, you know? Or is she, you know, like you said, really, you know, Ag- <clears throat> is, she, is she really Agatha? Is she really bad anyways but when, when she when he takes his hand off of her she starts cackling like a witch right and, and then says says okie doke neighbor and then drives away yeah after he yeah returns her back to her yeah mm-hmm. yeah because she's cackling because she's kind of having like a mental breakdown she's yeah. like and, and but, know, it, but we're it's all, we're it, all doomed or whatever like yeah and it's interesting i mean like her, her laugh sounds like the wicked witch in uh wizard of oz sort of thing you know what i mean so it's like yeah yeah um Okay, so um so so that was interesting and then then Vision um tries to uh keep going and he gets to the end of the hex and starts going through the barrier. Mm. Um and uh we uh um is it Billy the one with the Billy's the one that's not fast, right? Yeah, Billy's got like the magical yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he uh he realizes what's uh that that something's up with his dad. And uh right. he starts, you know, having a vision pun intended of what's a vision. And uh-huh. um, 
and and what's going on as he's like being surrounded by people with guns and things of that nature. Um, right. Oh yeah, I forgot. Outside in uh, in, in Swordland, um, <laughs> reality. Um, Monica mentions that her uh, her contact that she had is only an hour away. The one that can help them. The, mm-hmm. the the uh, the scientist who can help them get back into the mm-hmm. hex. Right. Um, so that makes me wonder if next next week we're going to finally figure out who that is. Hopefully, yeah. Because yeah, she's been teasing that for a while. And... I, I think it might be the it might be the big because because um, Paul Bettany in an interview, you know, the actor who plays uh, Vision, he uh, he <laughs> said that there's a there's going to be a big cameo in this with an actor that he's always wanted to work with. Hmm. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, that could be, maybe it was Evan Peters he was talking about, but it makes me think it's got to be somebody bigger. And they're talking about, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, Elizabeth Olsen at one point said that there's a big cameo in this show that's on the level of Mark Hamill in The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh... I, I <clears throat> don't, I don't think that's Evan Peters. I mean, no offense to him, but he's not Mark Hamill, and um, he's not like really the the Mark Hamill of, you know, who's um, yeah, who's that? Evan Peters? Who is that? Oh, he's the guy that plays Pietro. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think he was the big, uh, you know, yeah, the big uh, cameo, but maybe he is, and that's what she was talking about. But I don't think he would be like a Luke Skywalker sort of, no, you know, analog here. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like a, you know, somebody like Tony Stark is really alive, or Ooh. or um, which I don't think they would do because that would just make no. everything stupid. Um, right, they, it would be pointless, yeah, sacrifice. Uh, are they going to introduce <coughs> us to Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four? That's one of the other, other possibilities. Are they going to, uh, you know? Who is it? Is it is is it possibly uh, Riri Williams, who is uh, Ironheart, who is basically the new Iron Man? Um, in the comics, uh, and they, we already know that there's going to be an Ironheart TV series in the next couple of yeah. years. And uh, in the comics, if people don't know who uh, Riri Williams is, she was basically a teenage <clears throat> teenage uh, girl who was really smart, built her own like Iron Man suit, and then she's. Basically, instead of having like a Jarvis sort of uh, AI that controls things, she actually has like a AI that is Tony Stark. Oh wow! That's basically her her Jarvis. So somehow, like Tony had like uploaded his brain to a computer or something like that, you know? Wow! Before he died. Um, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I really hope that that's what it happens and that. Robert Downey Jr. comes back for that show, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just as a voice, you know, that'd be cool. Um, but anyways, who, I mean, th- there's there's endless possibilities of who this person could be. I mean, may- maybe, but but I mean, the thing is, it's it just makes me wonder who it is. If it's somebody that Paul Bettany hasn't worked with, it really can't be, it can't be Tony Stark, it can't be Bruce Banner. I'm trying to think right. about other scientists. Um I don't know if he ever had any scenes with uh, 
with Shuri and um, Black Panther. But but she does say that it's her guy, so it kind of makes me wonder. It can't be Riri <laughs> or Shuri. Right. So, because I think it's a guy, so it's got to be somebody, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, right. may, maybe it's, you know... Who knows? You know, I mean, it could be anybody. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's some, uh, maybe it's the, that, that, uh, Thalos guy from, uh, you know, that, uh, that, uh, what's his face played in, um, the, the, Uh, in, uh, in Captain Marvel. Oh, um, I don't know, um. I just watched that last night. You talked about the scroll dude? Yeah, the the guy that's like, you know, basically the, the, the good guy in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I just watched that watched that last night, actually. Yeah. Um yeah. it's interesting. Ben Ben something or other is the actor's name. I was just trying to remember the actor's name and I can't right now. Oh. But anyways, he maybe it's him. Who knows? You know? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see who it is. I, I think that's gonna be interesting to find out. But um back to uh Back, back to this whole thing, okay, like, in, in, um, basically, Billy's, like, having this vision, um, of his dad going through this stuff, we see what's going on, Darcy, um, basically, Jimmy Woo and, um, Monica had left to go, uh, meet up with, uh, with, with her contact, and, mm-hmm. um, so, so they're gone, and, uh, Darcy was still there doing some more hacking because she had some things that she wanted to find out in certain files. And, uh, so I'm still wondering what's in some of those files, but, um, right. She, she basically, she goes up to, to the hex where, uh, vision is coming through, but he's being pulled back in and basically almost dying because of it. She goes up there and just like, why aren't you helping him, you know? And, uh, they, um, handcuff her to a car, and then Wanda reacts, <laughs> and she decides to make the hex bigger. <laughs> and so it starts encompassing the, 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 uh, the, the sword, like, uh, makeshift headquarters there. And, uh, things start turning into, like, clowns and circus tents and things of that nature. <clears throat> yeah, she, she ends up, I mean, expanding that hex to, like, a huge swath of the, of that territory. I mean, like, we're talking, like, like, six different Westviews, <clears throat> like, I mean, yeah. like, you and, know. uh, <clears throat> and, and people are trying to outrun it, so who knows if, who's gonna get trapped in there. Um, Darcy gets stuck into Dar- it. Dar- Darcy, for sure, she, she's because she's handcuffed there, <laughs> and she starts yelling, "Oh fudge!" And um, <laughs> fudge, yeah, yeah, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Um, tell you, tell you one thing. What I would do when she ends up in that town, she needs to be that waitress she played in Two Broke Girls. Oh, I, 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 I am almost certain they're gonna do something weird like that, like to be so meta. <laughs> that like, would, that would be great. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I was just thinking too about that, like, um, you know, no, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking of like, you know, what would be hilarious 
if they did like a one of the episodes, like the final episodes, they did like a community homage because of like the Russo brothers and everything. Yeah, of how they did a lot of the Marvel movies. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're no. doing this show. I don't think, but um, yeah, but no, they, no, yeah. they they've left Marvel. So okay, um, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Endgame was their endgame for now. Okay, until they decide they might want to come back, but uh, they've moved on to producing their own stuff. So, That's um, cool. yeah, but before that, though, before she did that, um, when she was talking to Pietro, she, he looked dead off for a split second, just like Vision did. And she kind of like did her gasping thing. Yeah. He's like, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing. He doesn't he doesn't buy it. He's like, uh huh. Like, you know, her sarcastic, you know, like way like. Yeah. And it, my, my thing <clears throat> is, is like when she saw him dead, he was still Evan Peters and not Aaron Taylor Johnson. Right. So, exactly. so, so my thing is, is I don't think she, she was doing that. I think he was. Yeah. I don't think he's actually Pietro. I don't think I don't so think. either. I think he's Mephisto. I really yeah, he's do. Some, yeah. I, that's my feeling and I'll be proven wrong next week, but we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll both be proven. Well, that's the thing yeah. too, is like, mm. I'm starting to wonder, you know, if Agnes and Mephisto were doing this. And the thing I'm starting to wonder about this is that, Maybe both of them had mis under sorry mis sorry underestimated her power, mm-hmm. and that she actually almost trapped them a little bit, and so that they are trying to almost regain some of their power by getting her to reveal what she can do. So I think I'm starting to wonder if this was their idea, but then they didn't realize how powerful she actually is, and they just weren't they you know they weren't on guard, and then all of a sudden. You know, they find themselves almost as like partially part of their or her reality, but they have a little bit more um, autonomy than the rest of the people do because they are spiritual beings. You know, and because um, like Agnes from last episode, when I'm I'm almost certain that Agnes killed Sparky, to be honest, and um, and just to see what Wanda could do because like when yeah, Billy said you know you can bring the dead back to life, and she's like you can do that, you know, like trying to suss out her powers and um and then this this in this um episode two um you know um pietro in quotation marks uh <laughs> yeah is what i'm gonna refer to him from now on pietro in quotation marks is asking her all these really suspicious questions like how did you do this and you know really like you know trying to tease out you know yeah he's asking um, a lot of interesting questions and yeah yeah and she totally doesn't trust him um no, she doesn't for like for a second you could tell and then she she gets all emotional saying she she was full of grief, but I think she, I mean I think she was being sincere in doing it, but I also think she was keeping her guard up as well. Like yeah. to not not give anything away, but also turn on the waterworks, so to speak, to to which again, I'm not saying she's faking it. I think she's being absolutely truthful when she says that she felt like endless nothingness and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm thinking she was doing that at an opportune moment to kind of get him off his questioning, you know, um, yeah. interrogation, if you will. Again, like I was saying off, off, um, off the mic or off the record, you know, about a different subject, you know, multiple things can be true at the same time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it'll be interesting to see where this is going. Um, so, uh, before we take another break here, um, there was a claymation commercial here. Oh yeah. <laughs> so 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 it's interesting that in this ad we don't have that couple that are in the other ads. Right. So I find that interesting. But it's like a claymation yeah. thing with this kid on an island who is 
given this magical yogurt by a shark, <laughs> yet he's too weak to open the yogurt to give himself sustenance. Right. And then they <clears throat> say, you know, it's, 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 uh, yo magic is for survivors. Right. Yeah, that was creepy. That was, that was, that was dark really as fuck. <laughs> that, that honestly reminded me of some like Twin Peaks shit right there. Yeah, like, well, well, all of the all of the ads are very David Lynchian, you know. Yeah, the, the creator of Twin Peaks. Yeah, so it's it's uh it's it's interesting. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, there's there's like I I can't remember what it is, but there's like a I think a Greek mythology story that's kind of like that, where it's like a a guy who's really weak but there's like he's underneath a tree that's full of fruit but he can't reach the fruit yeah there, so, there is a myth that yeah he's like yeah. grapes or something he can't yeah he can never reach it in invite it or get a piece for himself yeah yeah a lot of really fucked up greek without like there's another one too where a guy is um pushing like a rock up a hill and it always as soon as he's about to get up to the top the rock rolls down and he's got to start all over again and just yeah. keeps doing it over and over again. Isn't, isn't that sisyphus i think maybe uh, yeah i'm not sure um yeah yeah so yeah it, it's interesting um yeah i can't remember the name of the of the the one who's not able to get the fruit but right. anyway so um yeah so so it'll be interesting to see what that because i mean all of the ads are kind of like about traumas in her life but this makes me wonder if this is about a trauma in her kids' lives or something like that because it's a kid on the island and right. I don't know what's going on, you know what I mean? And plus too, the shark I mean, plus, you know, I mean th- that's actually based off a real commercial actually there's a <clears throat> there's a, um, it was for like a hostess cake type thing, I think is what yeah. it was and the shark was the one that like was trying to eat it or gave it to the kid. I don't oh, know, okay. but there was definitely a commercial where a shark was involved of like eating or giving like the person this cake, but also too of the idea, like, you know, a shark, someone who, something that's usually like a predator. And that's, you know, and I also, I think the shark was voiced by Evan Peters. It sounded like him. Interesting. Yeah. And plus too, the, like eventually the kid becomes a skeleton because he's trying to open the yogurt for like yeah. lifetimes. Like, and you keep seeing like the days turn to nights and years and mm-hmm. he's slowly decaying into which a is skeleton. Yeah. You know, like the whole decaying thing with vision and, and also quote Pietro, which yeah. I don't think is actually him. <laughs> do you, anyway, do you want to take a break here and then we'll come yeah. back and we'll talk about some trivia and a few other things. And before we wrap things up, yeah, sure. Let's okay. do it. We'll be right back. It's the ninja from the Ask the Angry Ninja Show saying, come listen to the show. We got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews. We got the conscript to give you the ninja news. And we got the battle to talk about your sports. And as always, it is the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. So ask me a question. We'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Anger Ninja Show and enjoy the show. And we are back. <laughs> so, um, back. Anyways, um, Matt. Um, yeah. So, um, I asked in our 
in our Facebook group, which you can join, um, All Too Real 2 podcast group. Um, also, by the way, um, I'm still in the process of setting it up, but just to letting people know that listen to our show, I have registered uh, the domain alltoreal2.com. So we will soon have um, a website. So. <laughs> yeah. For the cast that we're potting. And, um, <laughs> yes. Right yes. now, currently, you can go to that website, but it takes you directly to our Facebook page. So, um, <laughs> because I haven't had time to set up a website. Um, so, um, which I will do sometime in the next, you know, few months here. So it's going to take a little bit here, folks. Be patient with us, but just letting you know, you know, we have that. Um, yeah. So, um, I asked in the group, um, what people thought of the episode and, um, my uh, my good buddy from high school, Christopher Seibert, um, Seibert, Seibert, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. You know, he's a good buddy, but I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Anyways, <laughs> he's, he's a good guy. I like him a lot. Um, we went to we went to summer school. Just a little tangent here. He and I went to summer school together. It was pretty fun. Um, ate lunch with him and stuff uh, one year at, over at Whitmer High School in Toledo. And um, yeah, he's a good guy it was the summer of the oj simpson trial i remember that much so because we talk about that and other things and friend of ours who sadly passed away right who was murdered but yeah anyway so dark times sorry okay anyways um chris christopher's a good guy anyways um so um i just uh he says i just finished the episode i really want to know what is going on what darcy found in hayward's computer what it entails with uh, Vision, and the fact that Monica has traveled through the Hex twice is showing the fact that she's getting her superhuman abilities or uh, mutant abilities to become Photon or whatever her Avengers name will be. So, yeah. So, yeah, yep. that that's the the one comment we had, so I thought I'd share that here. Um, good comment. Good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, good, good thoughts good here, question. basically... Basically, thoughts that I have too, you know, because I'm just wondering what's going on, and I, I do think she is on her way to becoming uh, becoming that. Oh yeah, by the way, the 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 operation that she finds in the computer that Darcy finds is called Operation Cataract. Mm. And um, when you have cataracts, <laughs> your vision is blurred. <clears throat> oh. So, okay. So, 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 you know, this is obviously a really bad or good pun here. Um, <laughs> and it could also, again, manifest or um, demonstrate Hayward's sort of hatred or prejudice against people who have powers almost. Yeah. Like, names it something really hateful. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like it's like almost like naming your file, like, bitch or whatever you know yeah. like, like wait what <laughs> like <laughs> might as well just call it i hate vision um anyways uh <laughs> right the um yeah okay. that's interesting yeah okay so 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 like we said the opening credits uh pay homage to the 2000 show um malcolm in the middle um mm-hmm. the uh vision speaking spanish and wanda being turned on by it pays homage to the adams family Oh, when when uh, Morticia Mort, Morticia would do the same thing with uh, French to arouse her husband. Interesting. Um, the uh, the the episode does reveal the twins' future superhero powers when they were part of the Young Avengers. Um, they were Wiccan and Speed, 
Billy was Wiccan, Tommy was Speed. So, which, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, the, like, like I said, the Cornet Theater in Westview was showing The Incredibles and Parent Trap, both Disney properties with plots which mirror aspects of WandaVision, i.e. a secret superhero family with child speedster. Um, yeah. Also, too, Night of the Living Dead was playing um, at one point in the theater as well. Uh, near the end? Yeah. Interesting. They, they were playing Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> which makes sense because that plays at almost any kind of Halloween event because it's public domain and anybody can show it. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, this is the first episode to not have a laugh track, besides the Monica Rambo episode, centric episode. Um, oh, yeah, but that's just because shows in the sitcoms that once they became single camera sitcoms, they were laugh trackless. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. It was Tommy okay? It was Tommy who responded to Quicksilver's suggestion of creating mischief on Halloween by saying "kick ass," which Wanda then repeats. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. In reference to the 2010 superhero movie, um, and this is the first time in the MCU that we see Wanda, Vision, and Quicksilver in their comic accurate costumes. Um. Late in the episode, when Wanda is uh, concerned about Vision, Pietro says, it's not like your dead husband can die twice. Mm. This is exactly what happened in Avengers Infinity War. Right. So, anyways, um, so any speculation as to what you think's coming next week? <clears throat> oh, geez. Um, well, I think the suspicion against quote, Pietro is going to get stronger um, just because um, well, for one thing, she ended up shooting him with her powers when he said that. Um, yeah. And also, too, someone pointed, I think it was New Rockstars or Screen Crush, I don't remember which one, on YouTube. You can look those um, channels up. They're really good. Yeah. You know, we, we do the long game where we kind of riff on the show. They do, like, the really short, like, Yeah, Eric Foss at New Rockstars is awesome. Um, yeah. Ryan Airy over at Screen Crush are both awesome. If either one of you guys are listening to this and would like to come on the show, please let oh, me know. Oh, definitely. Because, yeah. like... <laughs> Love to speculate. I pretty much, <laughs> pretty much watch their videos and do research, and I, I read stuff, too. But, mm-hmm. like, I watch their videos and see what they've come up with, and it's usually really, you know, solid stuff. But, like, when she shot him to his dolls, um, tombstones... Uh, one of them had the name of, of, I think, a graphics designer of the show. Um, yeah. And also, uh, some of the, the stuff was obscured, but all you could read was not on her side, which huh. that could be an indication that Pietro is not really on her side or is not really Interesting. him. And then that was right after she shot him um, with her powers. But also, too... I, I, yeah, I'm starting to think that she's going to become more suspicious. She's going to become, she's going to be questioning him, or maybe doing it a little bit more cleverly because he's been catching on to her interrogation methods. Is a little bit too um, blunt, so, you know. So um, <clears throat> she's going to be trying to do things to kind of test him out to see 
if he's real, really Pietro, just in a different body. Yeah, like or whatever. When, when he's yeah. questioning her at one point too, she said she doesn't know how all this started. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which I I believe she doesn't know. No, so, she doesn't. So I don't she's... know if she started it or somebody else started it. I mean, it could be <clears> that she started it and she doesn't remember how she started it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I so I think that's going to happen, and plus too, because like I was going to say earlier, and I forgot because there's like a million things going on in this episode. But like the way Pietro, in quotation marks, um, speaks about himself, in quotation marks, is very um, crude and and, um, and like not compassionate, which makes me think that it's not really him. It's someone who actually maybe despises Wanda or despises Pietro for whatever reason. Cause he says, Oh, I was, I was shot in the street, like a chump for no reason at all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I hear your voice calling me <clears throat> and I knew that you needed my help. Well, um, if anyone who's seen age of Ultron, which I recommend you, even though in my opinion, it's not a great movie, it's good for a background. To yeah. Work. Yeah. For this move for this show, because that's what, that's um, what introduces Wanda and Pietro as, as characters. But anyway, um, even if you don't do that, they actually showed real Pietro, his his um, death scene mm-hmm. in Age of Ultron during the beginning um, recap. And he was not, quote, shot in the street like a chump. He was trying to protect, I think, children or something. I don't know, forgot yeah. what he was doing. And then by doing so... Uh, he got caught off guard and he got shot um, by one of um, Ultron's um, controlled like airplanes or whatever. And, yeah, um, I mean, he, he died a he hero, said, basically. Yeah, he died a hero. It says, you didn't see that coming, did you? Because that was what he always said to Hawkeye every time yeah. Hawkeye would shoot him. He always would go past you know, the arrow and kind of arrogantly say, you didn't see that coming, did you? And um, so him saying that, it almost it, it that just that kind of gave me the vibe that he's not Pietro and he's actually someone who has almost disdain for Wanda or even superpowered people in general or yeah or maybe Mephisto just trying to get her angry you know to like get her to show her powers more or something I don't know um but just that line alone when he said that I got shot in the street like a chump I'm like what that's not what happened at all like, oh I know. <clears throat> It's so, unless it's self-deprecating, but who knows? You know what I mean? It's just hard to say. But then again, yeah. that wasn't his personality though in the movie. I mean, no. he was he was cocky, but it wasn't that kind of Uncle Jesse cocky. You no, know, he, was... he's he's very much he's very much the personality more of the the X Men Evan Peters Pietro. Yeah. So yeah, than the Aaron Taylor Johnson one. So yeah, it's just it's interesting. So um. Yeah, I mean, I I have a lot of questions. I really just want to see what Darcy turns into. Um, I, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I'll be disappointed if it's not her character from the greatest sitcom of all time, Two Broke Girls. And um, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that was that was sarcasm, by the way. Anyways, I, um, I, yeah, no, but I do, I I do love her. She's so cute. Anyways, um, so, great, great actor. I mean, yeah. great actor. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And this show proves it. I mean, you know, I think everyone needs a paycheck. You know that mm. that's you know that that gave her some money for you know a good six seven years or whatever. Um, you know, um, 
and you know, yeah. she's putting money to good use, you know. So you know, it's, it's all good. She's I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying she's not a good actress. There's a lot of good people that are no, on no, bad, I, bad TV shows. Um, yeah, no, of course. And and, and, and I mean, e- even the writing staff and stuff. I don't have a problem with that show. I just think that it just didn't work for me. But so, yeah. um, anywho, um, I don't really have any other thoughts right now. Um, I just want to know what's happening with everybody because I I'm very you know curious as to where this is going, and I hope that we find out some more info next week, which I'm sure we will. Um, so yeah. Anything else before we wrap things up here, Matt? Uh, yeah, just as a, like a public service announcement, um, don't become a spy for the Baha'i faith, and um, which you know Mike and I are members of. Um, you know, me sort of more tangentially, um, but um, you know, just don't don't spy on their organization. You know, against people that you know are, are thinking that they're leaders of like a Sufi organization and that they're like you know. I'm, I'm being really obscure here. So no one knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just saying that we got gotcha. you. Know, don't, don't don't become a spy and 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 to ruin the life of a person that gets 45 YouTube videos, you know, views on their YouTube hour long YouTube videos. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, this person's like a prophet apparently and is going to change the world with their 61 um, YouTube videos. So don't 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 try to wreck that guy's you know great purpose in life because you know. You might drop down his fifty-two videos to forty-nine, um, you know, views, and that's going to be those, those two views are going to make all the difference between, you know, life and death and of the universe. So just, um, you know, don't don't become a spy, you know. Anyway. Just, just just in general, don't become a bully. Um, don't become a bully. Uh, yeah. You know, and don't and don't don't accuse other people of being spies. Yeah. Um, when you have no evidence for that um, at all. And, and don't harass them and stalk them. You know, it's not, and, it's not a good look on you. And no matter what you think, Matt is not Jason Bourne. Is that what? Jason Bourne. So, um... <laughs> not, um... <laughs> or Ethan Hunt. Or James Bond. <laughs> or, or, wow. Or, 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 or even that character that Bill Cosby played in Nice Spy. He's none of them. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, anyways, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, um, maybe check out some of our other episodes we do that, that are not about WandaVision. Um, we have uh, our latest episode that we just released this uh, past Friday is an interview with Rennie Temple, who, it was a great interview. He's a great guy. He's a multi-talented guy director um actor writer um musician as well he was a member of the folk group the highwaymen um i think you guys will enjoy it he was in the best episode ever in my opinion of all in the family and um you know good talk about life and entertainment in general um so yeah um check out all two real two dot com It'll take you right to our Facebook page. And um, <laughs> check out our Patreon. Check out um, Matt's music on YouTube. Um, you know, buy a T-shirt at Public. You know, help support the show if you like us. Um, we're not making any money on this, folks. Um, and I'd love to, you know, keep doing this. But, you know, if we don't start getting some kind of money, eventually we're going to have to stop this. Um you know, 
Maybe, maybe not. But anyways, so um, <laughs> I enjoyed doing it, though. So um, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Um, follow us on the social meds, on the twits and the books and the <clears throat> whatnots. You know, wear a mask, wear a condom. <laughs> Be good to each other. Because this world's fucked up, man. Yeah. But see the good in it. And yeah. until next time... Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.